Welcome to Live Long and Dead. I'm your host, Cosmo. It is Friday, the 15th, maybe, of June? I don't know. Friday, mid-June. <clears throat> and today was James' last day of school. Woohoo. Uh, I had Grandma and Grandpa stay with the babies while I went with Heidi to go pick James up. And uh, got there, and he was super sad. He had big old tears. He um, didn't want school to end. So that's nice. Um, little little James uh, gave the teachers lots of hugs, even Miss Clark, the uh, BII. Um, and uh, yeah, he had big feelings. He didn't want school to end. So that's a nice way to end the school year. Uh, if you've been listening, you know, it's been a hell of a year trying to get the school to properly support James and get their shit together and bullying from parents and just all this crazy bull crap. And, uh, by all accounts, it's been a heck of a lot better. Um, I had a talk with the teacher on Tuesday and said, why do you think things have gotten better? Is it the medication? Is it the BII doing a better job? Is it the BID, who's the BII's boss, doing a better job and supporting her better? Um, is James just doing better? Like, what's up? And <clears throat> when I asked James that question, he says, well, I'm just choosing to have better days. Okay. Are you getting upset less often? Yeah. Okay. Why? I don't know. I'm just choosing to. Okay. Uh, well, wh- what do you think's the difference between you and Miss Clark? Well, she's less grabby. Okay. Well, she's less grabby because you're not getting upset and throwing chairs at people. <clears throat> so there's a correlation there, bud. Um, and so that, that's James's perspective. And like I said, I reached out to the parents of the two girls that he was beefing at with last fall and early winter. And they both said things seemingly have gotten better. And uh, a teacher said, yeah, she thinks it's a combination of all of them. But she's noticed some maturity in James. Um, he's better able to regulate himself, uh, self-regulate. And that uh, they have given James a lot more freedom and space. For example, Miss Clark does not sit right next to him in class anymore. And uh, he has responded really well to that. That's awesome to hear. Um, So it it does sound like it's just a combination of everything finally falling into place. And uh, so that's a really nice note to end on after the crappy year we've had um and good for james i mean he's definitely still got uh he's entering a phase where he's uh more possessive with the twins and kind of rubbing it in their face a little i don't know like this morning the, the babies 
really like Cheez-Its. And they got upset yesterday when James grabbed a bag of Cheez-Its to pack in his lunch. And there's three, so they don't understand when I say it's everybody's Cheez-Its. And there's lots of bags. Don't worry, babies. Uh, but James feels the need to go, these, are, these aren't your Cheez-Its, babies. They're all of our Cheez-Its. And I can have Cheez-Its. I'm going to eat some Cheez-Its. I'm going to eat some Cheez-Its. Okay, stop being a prick. <laughs> and then he was getting shoes on or something in his room. And babies, you guys aren't allowed in here. Get out. Get out. Okay, James, talk nice. They just, they like you and they want to be around you. No, babies, get out. <sighs> um, and then, like, he will have some of his toys out in the living room. And the babies won't be paying attention to it. And he'll go, hey, babies, you guys aren't allowed to touch this. This is my toy. And he'll, like, show it right in their face. Well, James, it wasn't on their radar, but now it is because you just pointed to it and said, it's mine. Uh, And I'm sure this is all very age appropriate. It's still obnoxious as heck and uh, makes my life tougher. But that's that's a home challenge. And... uh, Let's see. Um, um, in the background, I've got the episode of uh, Voyager where there's the uh, future Borg drone, uh, um, nano nanobots from Seven merged with the Doctor's future mobile emitter and created a Borg drone, and I like that episode. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a, a home challenge that I'm not really looking forward to dealing with right now. Um, uh, but yeah, props to James for doing better at school and leaving those girls alone and, uh, working with the BII that he did not like for a while. And, um, let's see Wednesday was, they did not have a graduation ceremony or anything. Um, they had a potluck and field games for everybody in the grade. And so we went to that and the dad who apologized to me for threatening legal action, uh, was there and did not acknowledge us. Okay. Nice. And, uh, the mom that has ghosted me when I was just saying, Hey, are things any better with you, daughter and James, please let me know if it's not. Cause I need to let the school know how they've failed and just never even looked at the message. And she like squeezed right by me and Heidi in a tight space and did not acknowledge us at all. What a, what a, what a bitch. <laughs> um, and that still bugs me, but you know what? I need to let that one go. I've, I've gotten my vindication from the other dad apologizing for threatening legal action. And he, he said all the right stuff. And also um, the bitch's husband acknowledging that James has done better and there haven't been any problems recently. So... That's as good of a victory as I can get, and uh, I can rest knowing that that lady's just a shitty person. Like, as if any of this was our fault, and I have done nothing but reach out in good faith and tried my best, and you're going to pull some high school nonsense and be mean girl. 
Uh, you're a lousy person. Um, so next year, there will be three classrooms in the third grade. Right now, there were two classrooms of 26. So they are adding that. Uh, so that's good in that there will be a lot more students, new students, to give James an extra fresh start. And uh, the couple of troublesome students will be in other classrooms. And uh, that's good. Uh, the teacher also shared that the special ed director who this year split time between the East Valley School and the West Valley School uh, is leaving, and we will have a dedicated Just Our School special ed coordinator. Good. And also they're going to ask if we would be okay with a AM and a PM BII to avoid burnout, and I think that's a perfectly reasonable idea. And uh, the teacher said, you know, if James doesn't like one of them, then that means it's not a good fit and they need to find a better one. So it's, that's a good attitude and just cannot say enough good things about this teacher he had. Um, she was so nice to us and, you know, with her off the record phone calls, um, probably had a good 10 of them. Um, and just the way she handled James with compassion and just a plus for her, uh, couldn't have done it without her. And she made what would have been a really, really miserable situation, um, a little bit better. Uh, have not heard from the other affiliated charter school that we are on the waiting list for. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I certainly feel a lot better about this school than I did several weeks ago. Uh, there's still a lot of room for improvement. The, I mean, I am super nervous about what teacher are we going to get next year? They haven't hired the next teacher. And so, um, you know, we lucked out with this teacher that she was awesome. Um, but this school started the uh, school year with an unqualified teacher that they fired five weeks into the school year. Um, I, I have no details or insight as to why she sucked and why they made the decision to fire her. As far as I knew, things were going fine. But uh, still, they decided to give her a shot, and then it didn't work out. So that's... Not great going into next year. And uh, Heidi and James are off at Cub Scout uh, camping for the weekend in Big Bear. And uh, <laughs> Heidi spent all day yesterday and all day today getting ready, uh, building Grandma's tent to check it out, finding out that it had mold in it. Uh, building the neighbor's tent to see if that would work, and then today packing and all that stuff. So it's been a very long week. It's like she wasn't even home. <laughs> There's no difference between her being at school and this last week. So that's wearing me out a little bit. 
And now she's gone all day today, all day tomorrow, coming back Sunday night. Happy Father's Day. You're alone with the twins. Okay. And, uh, gosh, they either, there's no middle ground. Either they play nice and are lovely little kids, or they are just being jerks to each other. And, uh, it, it sucks when one of them is being nice and the other one's being a jerk. Um, I just got back from the flash. I had heard some bad reviews. Um, and I'm glad I looked at those reviews because you know what? It wasn't bad. And I had lowered my expectations a little bit. It's such a weird movie in that Ezra Miller had their, uh, issues. So they have really downplayed their role in it. Like you see the advertising campaign, it looks like a Batman movie. And so one of the things I read was that, uh, Batman's not in it a lot. And turns out that was false. Batman was in it a perfectly cromulent amount and Keaton was awesome. Uh, the CG is not good for sure, but you know what? It's a freaking comic book movie. I don't care. And I, I think some of the stuff, when he's in the speed force, I think they call it, I think that was intentional to make it look cartoony and comic-y. Uh, but a lot of the other CG was not great. And... Uh, but again, who cares? Um, there were lots of fun cameos. Um, I won't spoil any of those. Well, no, I will. Spo- if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead two minutes. Uh, so fair warning. Spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. All right. So um, as the multiverse is collapsing and uh, worlds are beginning to collide... Uh, you see glimpses of other universes. And so you see Nicolas Cage Superman, uh, because famously Nicolas Cage uh, was going to be Superman, and there's test photography of him in this suit with long hair. So you see Superman Nicolas Cage. You see Christopher Reeve Superman. That was super cool. And uh, super standing next to Supergirl. Um, and George Reeves, the original Superman. Uh, so that was neat. Uh, Wonder Woman's in the beginning just for a cameo. And at the end, when Barry thinks he has uh, fixed everything and put the timeline and all that back to normal, Bruce Wayne shows up. It's fucking George Clooney. <laughs> that was funny. I was not expecting that. George Clooney, Batman, not Ben Affleck. Because Ben Affleck was Barry's Batman. And so obviously the multiverse is not fixed because now it's George Clooney. So that was awesome. All right. Spoilers done. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a stupid name. Um, I, I need to have low expectations. I, I find there's nothing wrong with having low expectations for a movie. Um, part of me thinks, well, Harrison Ford wouldn't come back unless it was a good story. But I thought that about Crystal Skull, and look how that turned out. Um, I've heard some things that they make Indy really sad 
and old and kind of helpless and that he is following the lead of the strong female protagonist and that she's the real star of it and everybody just keeps pooping on Indy because he's old and he's sad and that sounds an awful lot like Star Trek Picard like having your hero main good guy be old and washed up and nobody respect him and not an active participant in the movie just following the lead of the new young person and uh, that's not what I want I don't want that Uh, so hopefully because I have these not great expectations hopefully there's some good dialogue because what is Indiana Jones known for some cool action and some great lines like no ticket and uh, Last Crusade is really funny um hopefully there's some good dialogue um i hope i like indiana jones the character that comes out in two weeks (sighs) my mom has still not made any progress in moving into the house next door to us that she bought in october um she says it stresses her out every day trying to figure it out and that she talked to my uncle Chris about the finances of it. He's a family lawyer. And he said that if you sell her current house, the government's going to take 30% in taxes. So if she does do that, that like if she was able to sell that house and get most of that money, then that could pay off the house next door and replenish her bank account and it would be good. But if 30% gets taken out, that will not replenish her bank account. That'll just pay off the house. And that that's not a good way to go. So she is convinced that her current house is such a mess that it's going to take a lot of money to fix it up. And Heidi and I both think it's not as big of a job as she thinks it is. Uh, the place was uh, fixed up a little bit in 2018, so it's got new floors, it's got new fixtures and stuff. It, the exterior needs to be painted. You need to put a new room window air conditioner in the living room and give it a deep cleaning, and that's it. It's just a rental. like, And it's in Sherman Oaks in a desirable location with a big yard, Somebody with a dog could rent it and, you know, you don't need to make it a dream house. She's like, well, I want to, I want to fix the patio. You don't have to. The patio's acceptable. Well, but I always envisioned, you know, people dining out there. Okay. That's what you envisioned. F it. You're renting it. It doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't matter. They will rent it and they will like it. (laughs) Um, So I said, you know what? When Heidi gets back from this trip, let's have her go over to the place and she'll make a list of what she thinks needs to be done. And we can run it by your real estate guy and see if he agrees. And then we'll run it by you and let Heidi handle this. She is good at this stuff. When we got this place we're in now, she did everything herself. 
found every subcontractor and then did the things herself, like painting the house. Uh, she picked out all the stuff and did a great job. So, you know, this is all stressing you out, then screw it. Let Heidi handle it. And you need to get your essentials because your house is overwhelming right now, for sure. I get it. 40, 50 years of living there and you've been a hoarder. Um, get your, figure out what your essentials are at, so you can move out and having to go through stuff while you live there is a lot tougher, I would imagine. And so get your bed, get whatever other stuff is essential, move in next door and then take it one thing at a time, one area at a time, one room at a time at your old place and you need to get it. She's like, well, there's so much stuff. There's so many boxes. And it's probably all junk. And oh, I need to go through it. You, do you really? Like, what could be there that you're missing? And if it's fucking papers, you know, have a quick look at it, but you don't. Uh, and, you know, she's, I'm stressed every day, and this is going to kill me. Every day I wake up stressed. Then do something about it. You bought the place in October, and oh, I wish I would have never done. Hey, don't, don't uh, give me that attitude. Like, I did. I want you to move next door to me because I thought it was a good thing. Yes, but I had Heidi ask you, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this?" Because I didn't want you saying yes just because you wanted to please me. And you said, oh, yeah, I want to do it. So we gave you outs. And so what do you want to do? You want to sell the place next door to us? Because what you're doing now is just wasting $5,000 a month paying the mortgage in a place you're not living in. And you're not renting out your current place. So you are just burning money right now. So you've had plenty of time to freaking think about it. Shit or get off the pot. Do something. And moving next door would be so nice. You can come see the kids whenever you want. And you'll be in a house that isn't cluttered. You hate the house you're in right now. So that that's... I want movement to happen on that. And... Um, Father's Day, I think it was like two birthdays ago or two Christmases ago, I asked Heidi, hey, money's tight. Can you, for my gift, hang up? I have a couple of autographed bats. I bought these little wall mounts for the bats. Can you hang my bats in the office? Years later, it hasn't happened. So I'm hoping that that happens for this Father's Day, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And then I have an autographed Red Dead Redemption, uh, really pretty 18 by 16 autographed by Roger Clark, the voice of Arthur Morgan. Uh, and it's in a frame. I want that hung up. And then I also got a Anson Mount, Captain Pike autograph uh, that I'd like hung. And I also got a uh, Nathan Fillion, Captain Malcolm Reynolds thing. So hang up a couple of my things doesn't cost anything just takes a little bit of effort and uh, we'll see if that actually happens 
And since I'm alone with the babies, uh, I might go to the American Legion with a friend of mine for their breakfast on Sunday morning, ask Grandma to watch the babies. But I haven't heard back from him yet, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And um, have not talked any plans for the summer with Heidi. Uh, have not done the thing that I suggested at last couple's therapy, where we do a little breakdown of our hopes and expectations for the summer, because a little frustrating this week. James was in school, but Heidi wasn't. And, uh, you know, we, we are both pushing the boundary of when we should get up. Like, really, I should get up at 7.15 to get James breakfast and stuff. And it's been like 7.32, 7.35. So we're both pushing it um, and enjoying being in bed. But, you know, she has not helped in one single way any morning this whole school year because she gets out of bed later than she should and then being a woman it takes her a long time in the bathroom and yeah you know i i rinse my body and i use soap and then i rinse off and, and that's what i do uh there's a lot more intricacies to being a woman i understand that um but she spends every minute getting ready and then it's time to go and she's late to go and that's it. So it would have been nice this week to, you know, have her get the baby because there's pressure on me. I got to get James up. I got to make his breakfast. I have to make his lunch. Meanwhile, the babies should have been up and getting changed. And so they're in their room waiting with very soggy diapers and I'm making James's breakfast, trying to give him a little bit of attention. And uh, it would have been great if she could have gotten up and, you know, she doesn't have to get ready for work. She doesn't have to just make herself presentable enough to go take James to school and then come back. Uh, so it would have been nice if she could have done a quicker job and then change baby diapers. So I don't have to do that. My least favorite time of day is morning getting them in their clothes and out of diapers and before bed. And uh, I have done literally every single morning all by myself. Made every James lunch, made every James breakfast, and dealt with the babies. And uh, yeah, now, now summer's here, and so there's no need for her to help with that stuff because there's no school to go off to. Uh, um, and like I said earlier, it's just been a frustratingly because she's been genuinely busy. Um, but so let's see Wednesday she, or was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday or I don't remember one day this week. She, uh, says to me, it's like Four o'clock, I think. It's three thirty. She says, "I really, I really want to go sit in the hammock for a little while." And me being a good partner, I say, "Sure." Uh, can you give me five minutes while I finish what I'm doing, and then I will get the babies in 
the stroller and go on a walk with him. And she says, fine. So I get the babies in the stroller, go on a nice hour-long walk. James is happy drawing at the table. Heidi goes out to the hammock in the back. I come back. It's 5 o'clock. No sign of Heidi. She's still in the back in the hammock. Make the babies dinner. Make James dinner. And, uh, yeah. The, Heidi finally gets up at 5.45. I've done everything for the evening. I am in the middle of cleaning up the living room floor. And she finally comes in. And uh, I'm kind of pissed. I, I don't. We don't talk about it. I don't say anything. But... You know, it should not be on me to say, sure, honey, you can go sit in the hammock, but how about only an hour and I'll come get you when the hour's up? No, that, that shouldn't, because then I'm the bad guy setting, you know, limits on you or whatever, but hour and 45, and she fell asleep out there, so she wasn't expecting to stay out there until 545. But then you're the adult. You set an alarm. You know yourself. You're probably going to fall asleep. Set a dang alarm so that you don't let me down. And if I, if I were going to take a nap, I would set an alarm when I felt like I should get back up and start helping with the kids again. Um, yeah, so I think that was Tuesday. And then she says the next day she wants to go hiking. Okay. So uh, today you're, you're done and you need to go lay in the hammock and tomorrow you're going to go hiking. And does any of that improve her mood or her patience with the kid? Nope. And I, that's something I have no that really grinds my gears a little bit is when she gets a little taste of what I deal with every day. Like I do not, and my therapist has been good about, uh, you know, we both have tough days, but in different ways, like being a teacher is very tough. Absolutely. No doubt. But so is being a stay at home dad. And they're very difficult in different ways. Um, but, um, you know, I, I deal with the kids every day. So when she gets like a 20 minute taste of them being super wired and super obnoxious and it's just 20 minutes and that's enough to make her be done. Yeah. I deal with that all day. I get that. That's why I'm super anxious for you to come home at five 45 and not be here at six because they are wired like this and they are running around screeching and doing things to piss each other off. So this little 20 minute taste that's making you want to pull your hair out. That's what I get for an hour and a half every night when I am trying to, you know, wait for you to get home. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's really frustrating when she can only handle a tiny bit of what I deal with every day. Um, And, uh, yeah. And meanwhile, the, the summer is already ticking away. <laughs> We're only a weekend and I'm like, okay, well, in 
two months, she's back to work. And it's going to go by real fast. But that's enough rambling on my part. It is now probably well after midnight. Ow, dropped the phone on me. Oh, yeah, 1220. Great. Thanks for listening. See you soon.